I'm Greg Miller, and you're listening to Rabbit Hole Media. It kind of sounds gross, but I don't think it is. Hello, and welcome to Press Star, episode 119, your weekly video game podcast right here on Rabbit Hole Media. I am one of your hosts, Christian Lasham, and this week I am joined not as usual and not as always. I am joined by the man who does not pay attention, Charlie Cooper. Good evening, Charlie. How are you? (laughs) Uh, Good evening. Good evening. I'm good, thank you. I resent that I can't pay attention. I say that I can't pay attention to more than one thing at a time. Uh, Yeah, but that doesn't quite have the same ring to it as just the man who doesn't pay attention. (laughs) Nah, it's a bit so, long-winded, isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 I was texting Jack earlier. I was like, right, I'm trying to think of a cool, funny funny nickname for Charlie. Uh, I've I've had a few. Would you like me to read out the nicknames I had for you? Um, they're all... <laughs> Go on. There's a theme. Um, so my nickname choices were... I might change these up week on week. Is the man who never pays attention, which is the one we went with. Um, uh, the happiest accident since 1991. I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, The other one (laughs) would have been, (laughs) so I would have done this as joining me this week is the man whose catchphrase is, so wait, what are we doing? (laughs) 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 And joining me this week, he doesn't even know what he's doing here, Charlie Cooper. (laughs) I like that one. But I might try and just come up with some more. <laughs> Once we've opened through, I'll give I'll give the viewers who didn't watch the stream a little bit of context. Ah, no. uh, just so you know where that's coming from. <laughs> People, they don't need context. That's fine. Yeah. They don't need context at all. Yeah, um, this is Press Start, your weekly video game podcast, right here on Rabbit Hole Media. Don't forget, if you like what you're doing or what you're doing is watching us, you can follow us on Twitter at Rabbit Hole underscore UK. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, where you can see us anytime that you wish. You can follow us on Twitch at Rabbit Hole Media, and you can subscribe and follow on multiple different podcast services on and around the internet. Indeed, and. Now, you can follow us on Instagram at rabbitholemedia underscore UK for all the behind-the-scenes tits and bits. If you would like to support us, you can head to merch.rabbitholemedia.co.uk where you can buy a wide range of merchandise that will only get wider. And finally, if you are watching us live on Twitch and are an Amazon Prime member, you get one free Twitch Prime membership a month. Please find it within your hearts to give that free membership to us. It will not cost you a penny, but go a long way in helping us bring you the shows you love before we begin this evening we do have a lot to talk about i just like to put a question forward uh to a comment i've seen in the chat it just says the outrage what's the what outrage what outrage are we talking about mm. what's happened now no, no because technically i'm guessing that's jack that's written that that'll be jack yeah 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 uh, i'm just not sure what he's outraged by other than just existence at this point being <laughs> or i don't know <laughs> to be fair i mean you could you could describe jack week as the audacity yeah that's very true that's that's very very true um just to explain to you this week and why we do not have jack here with us for anyone watching confused charlie is one of the new faces that we have brought to the um all oh, right my line i get it i get it i understand what's going on now um Charlie is one of the new faces we've brought onto the show, and this week we thought we'd start introducing those to you. So you would have seen Rich on Admit 1, and Charlie is here on Press Start next week. And next week, you'd expect to see Charlie on Admit 1 and Rich on Press Start. So really changing the things 
up. Before we get going properly, I do think it's a good idea just to introduce Charlie correctly and who he is. So Charlie, I'd just like to hand over to you and uh, let us know who you are, why you're here, how, what you're going to bring to the table. Give us your history. Introduce yourself. Make me want you. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, that threw me off. Uh, so yeah, well, me and Christian go. Oh, how's it been? Weird. Uh, me and Christian go back quite far through our music exploits, um, in which Christian started out. Uh, essentially, he was a friend of, and he's gone. I'm back. Don't worry. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, met Christian through um, someone we knew mutually. Uh, when I said I need someone to record some music for me, uh, that escalated from me being a client of Christian's to being mates. Uh, he was a manager of the band, a debt bassist, a debt guitarist. Oh, uh, we don't talk about the debt really? guitarist gig. That was terrible. <laughs> well, to be fair, I still I still maintain you were not the worst musician on the stage that day. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, like. I, I am not a lead guitar player. I'm very much a rhythm player. And in that band, yes. you were the rhythm player. And I suddenly had to play lead, replacing someone who is still to this day one of the best lead players I know. And I know some incredible guitarists. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, and I could, yeah same, same. Yeah, I, I just couldn't right. do it. <laughs> couldn't do it. Terrible. <laughs> we, got, we got through. It was, a it was a charity gig. We weren't getting paid. Fuck them. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> So when um, <laughs> when uh, Christian Jack started up their uh, their rabbit hole exploits, um, yeah, I was I was on board to watch and support, and really enjoyed it. Had some great laughs. I've always been into my gaming as well. Um, joined on as a guest a couple of times from being in the YouTube comments and Twitch chat to actually being on the screen for the uh, Last of Us HBO mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, predictions was my first one, and yeah. Uh, been between Christmas and New Year, um, Jack and Christian asked if myself along with Rich would like to be involved, and I thought they've lost the fucking plot. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I've been thinking that ever since. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> Jack and I have had many conversations. Like, okay, this rich guy, he's cool, but Charlie, oh, I don't know what we've done there. Does he even know what we're doing? He never knows what day we're doing things. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was great. So, so for anyone who's watching this retrospectively, or, or who's, I don't actually know who's in the chat exactly. I've not looked, but um, see, uh, I <laughs> when we were streaming um, the other night, I've never played games with a party chat going on in the background before. I've never done it. So it was like that rub your stomach while tapping your head sort of thing going on. Um, so whilst I think I died slightly less than Jack, Jack was much more of a functioning human being than I was uh, <laughs> in every other respect. So I was asking questions, the things that had been answered sometimes seconds before I asked the question. It was as well. There's, uh, there's... Much to do with movement. Yeah, no exaggeration there. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to having yeah. you on board, man. And like the input from both you and Rich so far has been really, really good. Uh, just having different perspective on things and uh, different voices is really exciting. And just the extra support with what we're planning on doing is really, really cool. So I'm really pleased you're here. I'm looking forward to what you're going to bring to the channel and anyone watching should be as well. Charlie, this is Press Start, which is our video game podcast. So we're going to talk about some video games. And every week on Press Start, we like to start with a segment that I like to call What Have We Been Playing? Which Charlie leads me to ask, what have you been playing? Uh, so the other night, I streamed some Ghost of Tsushima Legends uh, with Jack and with you in the chat. Um, 
That was a good laugh. So I want to ask you about Pretty frustrating. I want to ask you about Ghost of Tsushima because obviously you played Legends, but you you've also played through Ghost of Tsushima fairly recently. And obviously, not been on the show in that time. And am I right in saying that Ghost of Tsushima is uh, a pretty special game for you in a particular way? Yeah, it is. It is now. Um, the only other game I platinum before that was Batman's Telltale, and I do not count that as my first platinum. It's fine. You can count because <laughs> the platinum. It's finishing the game. It's fine. You can count Telltale games. I count many Telltale games into my platinum list. I'll count it as one of my platinum. I'm not counting it as my first. <laughs> um, <laughs> takes all the glory out of it. Um, so, some, yeah, that was... Um, some kind of virginity joke there. I'm just not sure what it is. I'll let you make up your own joke for that but one. We'll fight, yeah. What will happen is, about 11 o'clock tonight, one of us will go, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, God. yeah. That's the gag. <laughs> That's what WhatsApp's for. Um, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, that that was. I think I to, the last thing I had to do was find some Mongo artifacts, which was boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but got there, did it, and yeah, had that. And I hadn't even realised. By the way, I hadn't even realised I'd platinum Batman. Oh really? <laughs> I didn't even know I'd done it because it was just such a. I obviously wasn't looking for it. Didn't yeah. notice it pop up on the screen. Um, so when I saw that ding up, as you saw from my video reaction, I sent. On WhatsApp, yeah, that was that was great. That no, was great. And someone who's always a much more casual gamer to get something like that. Um, yeah, it's a great game as well. It's very, good it's game. a brilliant, very, very really enjoyed game. it. Rated very highly last year. I think a few of us put it forward as game of the years and potentially game of the years in our end of year show, didn't we? Um, really, really good. Game. Oh yeah, can't don't have enough good things to say about Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it's been yeah. What else? What else have you been playing? I've gone back the day he's gone, of all things. Okay, gone back to. So is this not your first time playing it then? No, no, I've played it before. Played it before. Oh, right. I didn't realise uh, that. I thought this was you playing yeah. through it for the first time. No, no. Actually, I think you recommended it to me not long after it came out. I had nothing to play. Likely, um, yeah. And yeah, I, I've played it before. And I do I do really like the game. Um, I've got a lot of frustrations with it. Yeah. And it's got some... As far as an actual game, i.e. the story, the mechanics, the gameplay... That's not for me where the problem the story, yeah, slightly. Because you've got, was it two point of no return missions? It, it goes uh, on forever. Yeah, it does that a couple of times. It was very, very yeah. frustrating. I remember that. I remember having a real good rant about that at the time. The yeah. the biggest fault with that game for me is just how long it goes on for. Yeah. Um I think that game's fantastic. I think it's one of the most underrated games of the last generation. I think it's actually one of Sony's mm. better ones in a lot of ways. I think there are a lot worse exclusives yeah. on the PlayStation. Um it has problems, but None of them for me are game-breaking mm. problems. It's just it drags on a little bit too long. Um, and even yeah. then... I mean, it's got more frames than a window shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Well, um, I think even though when it drags on long, it only drags on long in the sense where it feels slow as opposed for there being a lot of content, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's not It's not like it's a 120-hour game. It's not, you know what I mean? It's, it's still, what, 50 hours? uh yeah i think i it must have been about 50 or 60 hours on it i guess i mean yeah i'm not sure i haven't checked but that probably sounds about right um yeah so it's not yeah. that long in that sense but it just because it has those two point and no return missions and there's a few points towards the end where the pace really drops it makes it feel a lot yes. longer than what it is which i can see as being an yeah. issue and like uh, evening lizzie uh simpson hit and run Hi, by lizzie. the way simpson's hit and run one of the all-time best games just saying yeah, she loves that game. She um, 
Oh yeah, it's a yeah, of course. You, uh, Lizzie Hunter presented that on the original Xbox. Oh right, okay, that's very cool. Uh, so I, yeah, I watched a video on the internet on on the internet on YouTube the other day about Simpsons Hit and Run, and someone had basically modded it to make it one map. So instead of having to load between the different levels, it was all one combined. So map. it's open world. Sorry. So they made it open world. And they made it like yeah, a complete open world as opposed to the the few open areas. Um, so I was just watching that, and in the Camilla was like in the background, I just heard the music, and she just went, "I know that music, I know that music." This is a fantastic game, <laughs> which just sort of goes to show the kind of uh, memories that, that that game has for people. So no, that's cool. So why are you are you replaying Days Gone in the sense that you didn't finish it, or are you just going for it again to do something else, or? I haven't really got much to play at the minute, if I'm honest. All right, sure. um, also, I, d- I wanted to do the Platinum um, for it, if I can. I don't know how realistic it is that I'm going to do that. I really don't. Yeah, it's um, not one I've done, and I don't know if I can be bothered or not. Yeah, um, I've thought about it. But um, it, it, it's I am enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I do like... But I think that zombie apocalypse thing is so overdone by this point, and they've still done it in a way where I enjoy it, which that in itself is quite impressive. Yeah, well, they add they, they added they managed to add like a slightly different spin on it in a way, mm. so that although the zombie apocalypse is kind of like the the theme and the setting, and is a big part of the game in a strange way, it's not the core part of the game. If that makes yeah, sense, yeah, I'd say that about Last of Us. As Last well. of Us as well, yeah. Well, Last of Us even more so, um, and they managed to do it yeah, yeah. enough that it, it has a very different feel to a lot of other things and a big focus on just the world, um, which which kind of uh, makes you play in a different mm-hmm. way and makes you appreciate that setting in a different way. I think anyway. So, I think they did well with that. For me, just yeah. a big standout with the zombie side of thing was just the, the horde system. I think the hordes are really yeah. good fun to take on. And is a very just impressive technical Sorry? Yeah. I actually just did a hood this afternoon. Oh, I see. I see. Sorry. I, it, your signal crackled up a little bit, so I was having to kind of decipher oh, right, for right. robot synthesis. But I get you. You, oh. did, you did a hoard this afternoon. Yeah. That makes, I did indeed. That makes more sense to what I thought you said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we'll move swiftly on. Um... What have you been playing? Kind of sounds gross, but I don't think it is. <laughs> I, did, I did a Greg Miller button. Uh, I have been playing Charlie. Thank you for asking. Um, not much more than what I was playing last week, but obviously I put more time into Man Eater after finishing it on stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually went through and got the platinum on that now. Um, really, very good. Really, very good game. Um, mm. Small little game, not much to it. It is just a yeah, hack and slash as a shark. Um, a lot of fun. A lot, of fun, a lot of fun to watch. A lot of fun. And I, I said I went through and I did... I thought the Platinum was going to be loads of hard work. When we finished a stream, I was like, I'm not going to do this on stream because it's going to be really long and quite boring. But I did it in a few... An hour, maybe two. I got the rest of the trophies and got the Platinum on it, which is do everything on the game. Collect everything, defeat every boss, explore every area. So I've done everything you can on it. Unlock everything, etc. Uh, it was really, really good fun. Really good fun. And uh, apparently there's some DLC coming, which I might actually be tempted to buy given the fact mm. I got the game for free, kind of not the worst thing to try and do. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. And it's a special platinum to me because it's platinum number 20 and I like solid round numbers. So I, so I'm pleased with that. You but, PS5 platinum? Uh, second PS5 platinum. Astro Playroom was the first PS5 platinum. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so second PS5 Platinum. I need to go through and do Spider-Man. It's on the list, but there are many games I want to play through. Yeah. What, Lizzie happened? wants to have a go at Platinum. Sorry? Lizzie wants to have a go at Platinuming either Spider-Man or Miles Morales. can't remember which one. Yeah, I mean, the, the first one's quite easy. Second one's easy, but takes a, two playthroughs. You have to do a new game plus playthrough to Platinum it, so you have to do a second playthrough. But that that's fine. It's a short game. But the main game yeah. I've been playing this week um, is actually FIFA. And I feel oh, okay. like I can talk to you about it a little bit more than what I probably can talk to Jack about FIFA because you're into football. I'm into football. I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not. I have. I have a FIFA game. It's probably FIFA 19 that I mess about in career mode every now and then. Uh-huh. Not been something I've um, kept up with for the pure gripe of you know everybody always says, "Oh, I'm not going to buy FIFA this year because it's the same game every year." And then they do. Yeah. I actually don't. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, you, you, yeah, I'm, I am actually into football. Um, so yeah, you probably, I'll have a better frame of reference than, than Jack would, I'm yeah. sure. So um, this is uh, FIFA 19 was the last FIFA I had. Uh, typically, I've actually had FIFA every year since about FIFA 11. Um, I do, mm-hmm. I enjoy playing a bit of FIFA and I enjoy football. Some FIFAs I really got into, some FIFAs I didn't. Um, 2020, I skipped for no particular reason then i didn't get on with 19 i just didn't get on with it so i was like i don't care move on sort of thing but i thought i'd get it this year you know being playstation 5 fifa try something new it was on offer it was yeah, bought yeah. for me as a present um but i'm really really enjoying playing it um the ps5 features are really nice we spoke about last week this week i've really stuck into the career mode on it so i'm doing a player <laughs> career as myself playing for crawley town i'm gonna Nice. Build, build our way through. Uh, had a good start to the season so far. Uh, played 13 games, won 12. Very pleased with that. Um, the just just got knocked out of the Cabarro Cup by Chelsea, um, which I think is fair. You know, Crawley Town versus Chelsea. But what I wanted to point out was one of the things they've added in this year is they really one of the big things for the PS5 version was the more variety in animations, um, and they've been slowly bringing on. Um, you know, more player faces and stuff like that. So the Crawley Town players, yep. most of them are actual facial scans for even the Crawley Town players now, considering that's a League it 2 Really? Team. Even League 1 and 2 are doing yeah. that? Yeah, so that, that's really impressive. Wow. Um, not all the players, but the majority of them at least. Um, it looks really good. Mark Wright? Uh, Mark Wright is not in the game. And really? I Yeah, I assume that it might be because he came in, he was late. You know, he only yeah, yeah. joined the league officially a couple of weeks ago. So it been after the game launched. So I'd yeah. too early to get that in. Um, maybe they'll patch it, but I don't think they'll care that much. Unless Crawley do really well in the FA Cup. <laughs> then they, I mean, they do most of all. Yeah, I mean, then, then maybe they will. But uh, no, Mark Wright's not in it. Um, but the main thing I noticed, and the big differences in like the animations and the AI systems is really sticking through to me this year. So... Obviously, I've been playing as Crawley, so I've been playing against League Two teams, and the way those players move from an animation point of view, I thought at first looked fine. Yeah, it looked like FIFA, slightly upgraded. Then, obviously, I played this game against Chelsea, um, and it was the first time I was playing the game mm-hmm. with like a, a major league team properly, and the contrast, and the Chelsea players are all animated in a way where they look more like pro and refined, if that makes sense. So you could really see kind of yep. like the the contrast between the League Two teams and the Premier League team, and it it really sold well, the effect. Sorry, 
I, I, I just, yeah, I, I imagine they're going to put more effort into that for the for the teams people are more than likely going to play for. Yeah, players, and, you, know? you know, like, but what it did was it kind of, it was a good thing because it really showed the contrast to remind you, oh, I am a lower league team here playing against a mm. higher class team. So it really sold that feeling a bit more. The stadium atmosphere was better and all that kind of stuff. And it, it felt yeah. like... This, it felt in a very similar way to when Crawley played Man United a few years ago and watching that on the TV. In a strange way, I yeah. had a similar kind of feeling just simply playing FIFA because I'd been playing as Crawley against Weekly League Two teams. Suddenly, I'm up against a major team and it felt like a bit more prestigious. Oh, there's something bigger going on here. Um, so I think they've done a really good job with the mm. atmosphere in the game this year, which is it, it, quite important yeah. in football because football is a hu- huge part of it is atmosphere. So applauding EA. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing I'd say with football, like, it's all atmosphere, mm-hmm. really. Like, that's the enjoyable bit. Like, it's it's a totally different thing. So, for example, Lizzie will watch the odd game with me at home, but not really. But, like, she, she'll, she'll, not, she'll often say, I don't fancy watching this one. But she really enjoys actually going to matches. Yeah, it's, it's um, a whole different vibe, isn't it? So, yeah. So, if they can ca- if they've managed to capture that in a video game, then, well, props to them. Felt like it to me, anyway. Charlie, we got a lot to talk through this week, so shall we move on with some vaguely planned news? Yes. First up on the news this week, um, slight smaller news story, but something I wanted to go over, which is the Gotham Knights combat system was detailed. This was something that kind of like came out at the beginning of the week and then kind of got passed over by bigger news, but I found it really interesting, so I wanted to talk about it. This article comes from IGN and is written by Adam Bankhurst. Warner Brother Games Montreal has revealed that while Gotham Knights will have a similar feel to the Batman Arkham games, the combat has been, quote, entirely redesigned so that it works well for the game's focus on co-op play. Speaking to Games Radar, Warner Brothers Games Montreal, who developed Batman Arkham Origins, spoke about this change and how players will be able to expect more, quote, variety and challenging combat in Gotham Knights. Quote, we have entirely redesigned the combat system in order for it to work well in co-op. Um, says Fleur Marty, executive producer of Gotham Knights. Of course, we're still a brawler and some of the mechanics won't feel totally alien for people who played and enjoyed the Arkham series, but it is in many ways very different. End quote. Gotham Knights, which features two-player online co-op, follows the story of Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing and the Red Hood as they attempt to protect Gotham City after the fall of Batman. There will be five boroughs of Gotham City for players and their friends to explore and many of Batman's iconic villains to stop. Quote, the two-player dynamic fits the fantasy and the Gotham City setting. The duo or team-up... Sorry, I've got like a hiccup. The duo or team-up is such a central feature of the universe that there's a literal shorthand for it in the comics, animation, film, and TV versions, says Gotham Knights creative director Patrick Redding. Gotham is a city of alleyways and rooftops, so the footprint for gameplay needs to be compatible with that. Even if you are playing solo, however, players will be happy to know that the story's progression will be shared between all the characters so you can switch to any hero without fear of being underleveled. Quote, since the story progression is shared between all the characters, it also makes sense that you don't have to level them up from scratch every time you want to switch. It also stays very coherent in terms of narrative, since the other members of the Batman family are always present in some way in the background. While you're around in the world fighting crime or unraveling the mystery, they don't say in, stay inactive. So it makes sense that they're also progressing and getting stronger. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because one of the things when these two new sort of DC Batman games were announced um, that we sort of said was that the Gotham Knights they showed as being 
more co-op based and given the response to Avengers and that wasn't so well received there was that kind of concern to me though what they're saying there sounds like they might have worked out a better way of doing that in the sense you can play that single player it doesn't matter if you don't have people to play with you because the other characters will all progress as well um you can switch between them it seems like they've kind of thought about it and it gives me a little bit more confidence in it wondering what your thoughts were i mean yeah i've not played avengers um i've heard the uh you know the, the the problems that people feel it has of course i heard i know jack really enjoys it um but yeah, it does sound better i like the idea of of not having to sort of up level each individual character as you go through and you can switch and that the co-op system does sound a lot more cohesive i am quite excited about it though as well mm. um i am a fan of the arkham trilogy not i think this goes about saying for a lot of people not as much night and the only reason for that is mainly the death by batmobile yeah yeah a lot of people Um, didn't like the tank batmobile i'll tell you what how did they make a batman game make people not like the batmobile i I know it's mad the coolest part of batman (laughs) well some of the batmobile was really good the batmobile was really good fun until you turned it into a weird tank and you had to do these annoying tank combat missions with dodgy mechanics yeah exactly yeah and like there's a bit where you're um fighting god knows how many drones and poison ivy yeah, is yeah. helping you uh church i hate that bit um closest i've come to breaking a controller from just like mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah so no I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this does uh, i like that it's a direct follow-off as well it's not like a yeah they're not trying to sort of recreate it and start again and, and like um yeah as far as the way it's gonna work um, or for the, as far as the way they're saying it's going to work when you switch, yeah, I'm up for that. I'll be up for us all playing it. Oh, yeah, and, uh, Absolutely. Like, but, yeah, I think that could be a lot of fun. I agree, um, I agree. Let's find out when we get it, yeah, yeah, in 2027. <laughs> Moving on, though, and I do want to talk about the next. So, the next news story kind of splits into three news stories. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Jack has just said in the comments is not a follow-up, just FYI. I think what Charlie means is that um, because it kind of continues on with the idea that Batman has fallen, which is what happens at the end of Arkham Knight, Batman dies um, and it follows, exactly on. What I mean, yeah. Yeah, it follows on from that idea more than anything else that Batman is no longer there, so the other heroes have to step forward. Um, yeah, I want to talk about the next news. Sto- the next news stories might overlap a little bit, um, but I'm going to try not to. So the main thing here writing down time code i don't know do we have a plan for time codes i'm just kind of doing it myself guys <laughs> is lucasfilm games was announced this story comes from igm was written by joe scrabbles star wars games will now be brought together under a single banner lucasfilm games announced today on starwars.com the company revealed that lucasfilm games is now the official identity of all gaming titles from lucasfilm a name that encompasses the company's rich catalog of video games and its eye toward the future it marks a similar move to xbox game studios and playstation studios both of which group multiple developers under a single banner all future star wars games will see the new lucasfilm games banner displayed the name is actually a return for the lucasfilm games brand which ran through the 80s and created the likes of maniac mansion the secret of monkey island and more until being rebranded as lucas arts in 1990 now 
that's that main news story there. And at first, that was just going to be the news story. And I jotted it down in the doc at the beginning of the week to talk about this. And I was going to put, you know, get us to do predictions about what we think this means for the licenses and what games are going to continue with, etc. Blah, 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 blah. But um, more happened. So moving on. Yeah, um, to it. <laughs> the next day... Bethesda has just te teased... Oh, sorry, this article comes from Eurogate by Tom Phillips. Bethesda teased a new project from Wolfenstein developer Machine Games, and it's an Indiana Jones game. In a short statement released via Twitter, mm. Bethesda described the project as an original story not based on any existing film or presumably the upcoming fifth Indiana Jones film due to begin shooting soon. Quote, It'll be some time before we have more to reveal, Bethesda wrote, but we're very excited to share today's news. A brief teaser trailer gives a few hints as what to expect. We see a desk with numerous items belonging to Jones, books on ancient monuments and items, one apparently written by Todd Howard, a college coffee mug, a battered diary, a compass, plane ticket to Rome, and a passport stamped by Bethesda. Logos for machine games in the new Lucasfilms game division pop up in an antique typewriter and camera. Then we see Jones's iconic hat and whip as the start of the series' iconic theme kicks in. Swedish studio Machine Games has made a name for itself as the creator of Nazi killing games such as Wolfenstein The New, New Order and Follow Up The Old Blood, as well as 2017's Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus and spin-offs Youngblood and Cyberpilot. Now, I'm really intrigued to see what your takeaway was and what your impressions were on the Indiana Jones game and the Indiana Jones franchise itself. I kind of sit myself on uh, what Charlie said, uh, what um, Jack said at the time. Oh, good. Poor man's Uncharted is here. Um, as I have yeah. a funny feeling that's probably what it will be because Uncharted inspired by Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider very much inspired by Indiana Jones. Um, all the same kind of thing. But I'm intrigued. I'm just very much intrigued to see what you, you think. I'm not precious about Indiana Jones. I liked the, the original three films when I was a, watched them when I was a kid. I remember them. I think they were going to be on ITV or something when I was really young. And then my and dad were like, "Oh, you you really like these? They're like adventure, like fun films." And we watched them together, and I enjoyed them. Saw the was it the Crystal Skull? Yeah, that was, that was the one with Cher LeBouf. Yeah, that was one of the worst experiences of my life <laughs> uh, if i'm completely honest um as far as this goes i'm really meh about it okay i'm not bothered really uh because exactly what you've and then jack has said and one of the first things i thought it's gonna be a shit uncharted maybe i'll be proven wrong hopefully i will yeah but that's what i'm thinking right now um that's where my gut takes me as well i just feel like yeah. that um the, the problem is uncharted at the end of the day is essentially an indiana jones game um just different characters and we already know that people can't make those games in quite the same way naughty dog can my bigger concern is more the studio making it i know that doesn't mean much because you know gorilla who made kills and years brought us horizon yeah. so you can see you can see evidence of where studios can make that sharp turn i, I have don't, that thought as well yeah i just don't know if this studio I can but yeah yeah it, it, exactly um the interesting thing though is is this going to be an xbox exclusive oh we've not been told that have we see my question is obviously it's bethesda uh and it's obviously all zenimax mm -hmm. which is now is now xbox 
Xbox have said that some titles will be Xbox exclusive, some won't be, blah, blah, blah. I would not be surprised if this game at least launches as an Xbox exclusive and will launch on Games Pass and will be exclusive to Xbox for a good 12 months or so. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I mean, if that's their ploy to get people away from Sony to Microsoft, that's not going to fucking work. <laughs> I don't uh, think it will be because I don't think that is Xbox's plan, but what it is, it will hopefully convince people to sign up to Game Pass, which yeah. is Microsoft's plan. So would it be... Would would If it did come out and it looked you know, like it was at least marginally in a good-looking game, would it sway you to maybe go into X? I mean, I know you've got an Xbox One already, don't you? Yeah. Would you? Would you? If I, could play it, if I could play it on that, yeah, I'm not gonna go and buy a Series X, Y, Z, whatever enough. it is, to to play it. Like, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, you know, uh, if it comes out and I can get it into CEX a few months down the line, a bit cheaper, mm-hmm. and people said, yeah, it was good, it was good fun. I'll probably have a go at it. However, it might have some really good market, and it sways me. It's too early to tell, I think. But um, if we're going off my gut feeling, probably not. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, I would have to obviously see what the game is, but I do see a possibility where it might be something that convinces me to look into getting hold of an Xbox, because I like that franchise. Um, but at the same time, mm-hmm. if it's something where I just have to wait a few months longer and I can just get it on my PlayStation, I will, I will do that <laughs> as well, because yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. have any confidence that this game is going to be, uh, a 10 out of 10 by any sense of the imagination. Um, no. obviously people in the comments do write in and let us know what you think as well. Um, this chair is drooping. It's doing that you, thing. This chair is broken. So as I'm sitting on it, it will just slowly do this. And uh, it's very irritating. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm interested to see what people will think of it, but um, I think a lot of money, not many people seem to have mentioned this game could be an Xbox exclusive, and I think that's actually worth mentioning, that it is likely. I think this is... The big things like Elder Scrolls and, and, and Fallout will stay on both platforms as normal, but this is the kind of thing I can imagine them doing as an exclusive. So, uh, uh, Because I, don't, I can't bother to swap them, Jack. That's why. <laughs> Moving on from that, though, the um, LucasArts or Lucas Games stories continued. This article mm. comes from Games Radar. It's written by Ali Jones. A brand new Ubisoft Star Wars game made in partnership with Lucasfilm Games is in the works. According to Wired, the title, the first to be developed outside EA since 2012, will be developed by Ubisoft's Massive Entertainment. Details on the new Star Wars title are pretty thin on the ground at the moment, but it's already been confirmed as an open world title that is being developed within Massive Snowdrop Engine, which has previously been used to create a Division 2 and South Park the Fractured Butthole. Julian Geraghty, director of Division 2, and the crew will be the game's creative director. There's currently no word on whether, on when or where the Star Wars universe, the game, will be set. The game's very existence comes as a surprise, particularly as EA's exclusive rights to develop Star Wars games weren't expected to expire for a few year, years yet. It is possible that Lucasfilm Games has managed to strike a deal on that front, and Disney's Sean Shoptor says that, quote, EA has been and will continue to be a very strategic and important partner, end quote, for the media giant. Whatever shape this game takes, it's clear that it's still in the very early stages of development. Listings for an unannounced project on Massive's careers page which wired reports are tied to the Star Wars game are extremely vague. Although a senior character artist role suggests the game will feature, quote, highly detailed, realistic looking characters, creatures and NPCs. 
Elsewhere, the senior game designer role asks for experience working with enemy AI NPCs in a shooter or action adventure game, as well as an absolute passion for playing and making video games, especially RPG and action adventure games. Given the use of the Snowdrop engine and Jarity's previous work on the division, then the project should be shaping up to be a photorealistic action adventure game similar to the division. Now, to me, this is more of the bigger news to come out this week, Definitely. specifically because, as it stated in there, EA's license technically did not expire for a few more years. Um, Jack said to me when the Lucasfilm announcement was made, uh, Lucas Games announcement was made, he had assumed then that the license had left EA. I hadn't. I just assumed the branding was changing because I did know that the EA license technically hadn't expired. So I think this is a, a bigger talking point that it does seem like the exclusivity has been taken away from EA. Not that they won't continue yeah. to making games. EA have come out since and said they will continue to make games and you know a sequel for Fallen Order is a given. I think we'll see mm-hmm. other franchise, other Star Wars things come out from perhaps another Battlefront one day. Um but yeah I think this is bigger and more interesting and more exciting news as a mm. Star Wars fan. I'm very intrigued to see what you have to say about it. Um I'm really pleased about it actually. Um uh, EA have EA can make a good game. We know that. They've been around years. They're a huge developer. They've got it in this make a good game and they proved it. They've proven it as well. So not just the battlefront scandal with all the loot boxes, that kind of thing. That really annoyed me at the time. I think it annoyed a lot of people mm-hmm. and it caused them a lot of problems. To see some other developers be able to go in there and give some more variety of those games some more styles some more maybe some more um single player story driven stuff like fallen order was um some stuff that might more stuff that canon to it uh canon to the series or to the franchise sorry however you want to say it um i think it could be a really good thing um it's like ea kind of had a bit of a monopoly on star wars absolutely i mean yeah they're um, exclusive on it so yeah um it's Nothing wrong with that from a, a business agreement. That's the agreement that they made. Um, you know, not digging them out for that. Um, it would just be cool to see what other people can do. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree there. And Ubisoft is the publisher that I wanted to uh, see the franchise be handed to because they make some yeah. really good games and different types of games, which should be interesting to see with a Star Wars skin. Uh, my only concern is the studio within Ubisoft making it because... I'm not into the format of the division. That's not my kind of game, that kind of loot and shoot thing. And I'm hoping that's not what they do. That seems to be keep happening with these franchises at the moment. They're just making a loot and shoot with the skin of that franchise. Again, Avengers is the example there. Um, But, you know, they might not make that. That's just an assumption based off the previous thing. The crew obviously was similar in extent where it was a always online on a server designed to be playing with other people to get the most from it. Um, Although I liked the crew, so who knows um but yeah i'm definitely intrigued to see what they do with it um and i like star wars so uh more variety in star wars content is and star wars gaming content is real mm. good for me that ticks every single one of my boxes so i'm on board for that yeah. just um like uh was it you or jack said the other day I just don't want Assassin's Creed Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. So I made that as a joke. Uh, I, I don't think we will have Assassin's Creed Tatooine just based off the actual studio they've given it to. Um, yeah. But then yeah. all Ubisoft games do have a very similar format between them all. 
they do have a, a very similar kind of progression systems between them. Um, but they are getting better at that, you know. They are starting to show a bit more variety. So we'll see. And as I say, I'm intrigued to see where, where they go with it and how they do it. Um, Ubisoft have been known to do franchise titles well in the past. In the past, South Park would be the example of the franchise game that they did where they nailed the tone and the feel of South Park. Yes, they did have Trey Parker and Matt Stone involved, yeah. but they still could have messed that up and they didn't. So, I'm yeah, I'm very intrigued to see where no, they go. The final news story this week, before moving on to the main news story and sort of show topic, at least, is Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed. That is the first big one of 2021, everyone. Let's all just give uh, Porky Games a round of applause here on the first big delay of 2021. The article comes from uh, Yuri Gamer and is written by Tom, Tom Phillips. Harry Potter spin-off Hogwarts Legacy will now launch in 2022, publisher Warner Brothers Games has announced. Quote, we would like to thank fans from around the world on the tremendous reaction to the announcement of Hogwarts Legacy from our Porky Games label. A message posted to the Hogwarts Legacy twi Twitter reads, Creating the best possible experience for all the wizarding world and gaming fans is paramount to us, so we're giving the game the time it needs. Hogwarts Legacy will be released in 2022. Hogwarts Legacy was officially announced last September during Sony's big PlayStation 5 showcase after an early leak first appeared back in 2018, which Eurogamer rubber stamped as the real deal. Last year's trailer for the first... Fuck's sake. Last year's trailer for the game revealed Hogwarts Legacy to be a third-person adventure set in and around the grounds of Hogwarts, with the action taking place in the 1800s, long before Harry Potter or Newt Scamander, they've spelt his name wrong, Newt Scaramander, was shaking a wand around. Developed by Disney Infinity Studio, Avalanche Software, the game was previously set for a 2021 launch. Now, it's just ticking the box I've always been saying is they announce games too early if they've already yeah. feeling the need to delay this. Just about to say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, it is that whole I'd rather they delay it and get it right. I am yes. I am concerned though about how long this game has seemingly been in development because back when the leak happened in 2018, the game had been in development for a very long time. And the next news story yeah. is going to show is you know, it's evidence of what happens when a game is in development for too long. So I am a little bit concerned. Um, what, do you, what, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? Ah, uh, well, it comes out when it comes out. Stop, stop uh, announcing these things so lot early. Yeah, we've had this conversation countless times. I mean, and they're not. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're not the only ones that do it. They all do it. Oh yeah, like not Naughty Dog do it. Ubisoft, Ubisoft are probably the worst for it. Well, technically, um, Sony do it, not Naughty Dog. But I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but like. You know, Ubisoft, they delay games they've not even announced. Yes, they do. They don't do. even know how you do that. Like, but uh, no, it will come out when it comes out. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it'll be a laugh. Um, grew up on Harry Potter like most people my age did. Yeah, exactly. Um, right for it. Um, the way will... it, it was weird. So the day before this announcement... Uh, yeah, even before this announcement, Corinne and I were just chatting, and she mentioned the Harry Potter game. She's like, "When's that Harry Potter game coming out? I'm really looking forward to that. I want to get that Harry Potter game." I was like, "Oh, I think they said June. I don't even remember." Remember? And then the next morning, this appeared on Twitter. I was like, "Ha! Right, oh, it's like they heard her." <laughs> but um, even referring to us, we're all naturally friends with Harry Potter game as well. But he's not in it. It's not really. No, it's it's a Hogwarts game. But... It's not a Harry Potter game. It's a, it's a Wizarding World game. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a weird one. I was always interested by this game, but we don't know a huge amount about it. 
Um, it's weird on how little they've told us about the delay, I feel. Norm- I don't know. I feel like these things normally give you a little bit more indication of what's wrong. Well, I guess they've said that they need time to get it right. But um, we shall see. We shall see, I guess. But uh, yeah, the first of many. How many more big delays you expect to see this year? I predict at least 54. Yeah, uh, that's more than one a week. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty normal, isn't it? <laughs> like, you say that it as is, if I'm exaggerating. I've probably underestimated <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I've, I'm. Re- you know, just, I just with, with games release dates, I've just learned just to take it as it's a thing that is happening one day. Yeah, eventually this game would appear. <laughs> uh, when they when they put a date on it, I've learned to ignore it. It took me a long time because it took Last of Us Two yeah. to get me in that mindset because that was such a disappointing one. Um, but it was worth it. So, you know. I think that was more of a manufacturing and, and uh, distribution thing. The, towards the, the, end fi- the final delay was, yeah. Yeah, yeah more of a COVID, COVID thing, And this could be yeah. an element of a COVID hold up with this as well, obviously people working from home and such. Um, yeah, it could be. It could be just because the hold ups, them getting it right, doesn't mean it's not COVID. Yeah, you know? exactly. Whatsoever than that. We um, shall see. Yeah. That's not much else to say on that, to be honest. It's there. It's, 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 yeah, it's another delay. That's about it. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> should we do this year? This year's just this. Oh, fuck your mother. This week's show topic. Yeah, go on. <laughs> this week, I want to continue to talk about the Cyberpunk 2077 woes. And the reason I wanted to bring it up and talk about it this week, even though I'm sick of it, is because all sorts of shit happened. Uh, all sorts of shit. Um, and mainly, uh, the publisher came out to. Did you see this video? The public apology video? Yeah, do you know what? I um, was listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily the other day and I heard them read out and I thought, do you know what? I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Yep. And I did watch it uh, probably about half hour before before we started our video call. Okay. So, you know, I have seen it. Uh, what are your thoughts on that apology video? I mean, he might as well have started with high shareholders. Um, <laughs> you, you know, like... It, Every sort of 45 seconds, I was like, oh, fuck off. Like, I really, I, know. I don't even have the game. I don't I even own the game. I've never played it. And it really wound me up. I know. That, that, for me, that apology video was um, worse than the game. It was a more sorry excuse for an apology video than the game was an excuse for a game. Uh, if you haven't yeah. seen it, basically one of the CEOs of CD Projekt Red has done a video to take ownership and responsibility for the issues with the game. Without taking any ownership or responsibility. Yeah, and then goes on to pin it on everyone else at the studio. Like, and it actually at one point just blames the QA team. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. He said, he, quote, please do not think this is any of our team's uh, issue. We make the final decisions. Anyway, the QA team didn't spot all this yeah, stuff. That's exactly what he does. It is the worst fucking thing. And then he goes on to delay the game again, <laughs> if you didn't notice, because he pointed out, he then came on to say that the PlayStation 5 version will be coming at the end of 2021 now, as opposed to the early 2021. So Cyberpunk has been delayed right. again, um, even though it's already out. <laughs> Still isn't on the PlayStation <laughs> store. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, the fact that the whatever you want to call it, current gen, previous gen, whatever, the PS4 and the Xbox One, whatever whatever referring to that as now, 
it was made for that, yeah. but only works properly. And not even properly, it only runs yeah. on... They ke- he kept wow. referring to them as old consoles as well. And it's like, technically they're not the old consoles because your game was being developed for this console. Yeah. It released on PS4 and Xbox One, not on PS5 and Xbox Series. You can't blame, like, ah, oh, everything about it is pulling. It's so bad. Um, and it gets worse. And I'm going to read an article. Uh, the article is from IGN, uh, written by Adam Bankshurst. Uh, and it is talking about um another article written by jason schreier now you all know how much i dislike jason schreier and many of the things he goes on about i still dislike but he's also making some points and i said last week that jason schreier would start dissecting this shit and i called it because rabbit hole right so i'm just going to read this article out now adam bogowski the studio head of cg project red has responded to a recent report regarding cyberpunk 2077's alleged fake e3 demo and development issues bogowski took to twitter to respond to certain points of a report by bloomberg's jason schreier about cyberpunk 2077 and first addressed the claim that the e3 demo was quote entirely fake Quote, it's hard for a trade show game demo not to be a test of vision or vertical slice two years before the game ships, but that doesn't mean it's fake. Compare the demo with the game. Look at the dum-dum scene of, or car chase or the many other things. What the people reading your article may not know is that game, the games are not made in a linear fashion and, and at start, fucking hell, this is in broken English, in a linear fashion and start looking like the final product product only a few months before launch if you look at that demo now it's different yes but that's what the work in progress watermark is for our final game looks and plays way better than what that demo ever was as for missing features there's that's part of the creation process features come and go as we see as we see if they work or not also car ambushes exist in the final game almost vertebrum to what we showed in the demo and if we get a bit more granular about our release, the vision we presented in this demo evolved into something that got multiple 9 out of 10s and 10 out of 10s on PC from many renowned gaming outlets in the world. As for the old gen consoles, yes, there is another case, but we've owned up to that and we're working super hard to eliminate bugs on PC too. We know that's not a perfect version either. And we are proud of Cyberpunk 2077 as a game and artistic vision. This all is not what I'd call disastrous, end quote. Biscalci then responds to the claim that many Cyberpunk 27... Ah, we'll carry on with the article in a minute. I want to backtrack. So the E3 yeah. demo thing. Um, if you didn't see, this is where the, yeah. some news reports came out saying that the E3 demo was fake. I'm intrigued to see your point of view here. Um, I do actually agree with the Cyberpunk, with the studio's response that all E3 mm-hmm. demos are fake. Every single E3 demo yeah. is fake. That is pretty common knowledge if you're not a moron. I'm just intrigued to see what, what you think about it. Oh, actually, I've got... With the same information you've got, still agreeing that what he said was right, I've got a problem with it as a gamer because he just mansplained E3 to me. He did. <laughs> he did do that. He did do that. He did do that. <laughs> the thing is, obviously, like Jason Schreier's made a big hash about the idea that the trailer was built specifically or E3. Uh, that the demo was built specifically or E3. That happens all the time. Um, if you watch the God of War documentary, they're talking that about how that that section was built specifically for e3 that's what happens because game development isn't no, linear and you don't finish a game like that otherwise the game would be ready by the it, time they were showing it. precisely oh it just doesn't so, make any sense so you have to have a section that you build specifically and finish a section as best as you can to be able to show yeah. it because of the way development works it, it, development does not work uh, on 
they've done. Yeah, well, um, I don't know if they definitely have because they, they are right. The PC version of the game is not actually too indifferent to what we saw at E3. The biggest thing is that the console versions don't run. The actual final thing isn't actually yeah, that okay. different at all. So I think they're kind of actually a bit fair on this one. Um, it goes on. Bostowski then responds to the claim that many Cyberpunk 2077 developers knew the game would not be ready for release in 2020. Quote, You've talked with 20 people, some being ex-employees, only one of whom is not anonymous, Bedowski said. I wouldn't call out most of the over 500 people staff openly said what you claim. Lastly, Bedowski addresses the claim that Polish-speaking employees would speak Polish in front of non-Polish staffers, which, quote, violated company rules and made them feel ostracized. Quote, everyone here speaks English during meetings. Every company-wide email announcement is in English. All that is mandatory, Bedowski explained. Rule of thumb is to switch to English when there's a person not speaking a given language in a casual conversation. It is, however, pretty normal for German-speaking German, Pole-speaking Polish, Spanish-speaking Spanish, etc. There are 44 nationalities at the studio. You get the point. When there's no one else around. We are working in a multicultural environment. If the question is as hard to move... If the question... Uh, if the question is if it's hard to move to another country, sometimes culture and work and life and live there, then the answer is yes. But that's universal to every company all over the world, and we're doing what we can to ease that transition. End quote. Schweier responds to Bedowski's message saying that, quote, CG Project chose not to respond to specific questions or make Bedowski available for our article, so it's interesting to see these comments arriving now. He also mentioned that he does regret bringing up the language issue as it has gotten a, quote, disproportionate amount of attention and is not a particularly big deal, but also notes that Bedowski did not address the brutal crunch and the unrealistic timeline. Now, I just want to have a brief go at... um um, um Schreier here um language thing was a pointless thing to bring up and that's been pointed out and he's even had to backtrack on it that says a lot and just his little dig about crunch and unrealistic timeline at the end which really annoys me because he's losing his crunch battle i think because more and more people are starting to actually get onto the bandwagon of going yeah crunch is kind of a thing (laughs) in any job and it's a very we've said it before it's a pathetic thing to explain about a complain about especially in the middle of a pandemic when there are doctors working overtime putting their lives at risk to keep people safe because you won't put a fucking mask on your face um so get over yourself it is is mad i mean in finance we have tax year end yeah it's you know it's the same stuff but i mean in retail you have christmas um and you know and whatnot like these things fucking happen. Like, it's part of it. Yeah. how it works. In in and in emergency services, you have every day of the week. So, yeah. like, go yourself. The however, the thing here that is being ignored, and I do found more interesting, is this whole notion that lots of people at the studio, and okay, there's a counteraction that twenty or so people, but people at the studio were saying that they knew this game wouldn't be ready. Um, and. I think that's something that needs looking at more because I think that much is obvious. Now, I don't believe for a second that the people at this studio, including the people running it, didn't know the game wasn't ready. I think they know damn well the game was not ready and they launched it anyway. They've been caught in the lie. And that's where it is. And it's, it's they're in such a... This is like the perfect example of a quagmire. It really is. Yeah. It, it, it's just being churned up, making it worse and worse and worse for himself. It's not all right. In some ways, uh, Jason Schreier hasn't helped things. And yeah, bringing up the language thing, that was stupid. Um, but that's a typical Jason Schreier thing to do. Um, you know, I'm sure they're 
Uh, I'm sure they're well prepared and aware they need to deal with him, mm-hmm. um, as every developer is. But outside of that, they just unfucked it up. Oh yeah, and that is that. Uh, that is it. There is nothing more to say than that. Um, I'm really glad I weren't that bothered about the game anyway. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's really glad. For people that weren't fussed and neutral, it's not so bad. I mean, a lot of people have got their refunds. Jack got the refund. I still have a copy. I'm just going to keep hold of it and I'll wait until the end of next year and play it then probably. I've got no interest to play it yeah. now. I've deleted it off my machine, but I am still somewhat interested in it. I'm interested in that world and what they're trying to do. So I want to be able to have the opportunity to give it a go when some more patches come out. But for now, I'll let it simmer and I'll carry on playing the millions of other games. And, you know, maybe I'll never get to it, but... We'll see. I mean, one thing I don't, and I'm, I'm not having a pop at anybody for being disappointed in the game because I get it like absolutely from what I've seen of it, they should be. But it's the fact they're that shocked that CD Projekt Red. Yeah. See, this this was something we. Yeah, this is something we said as well. The Witcher 3 was not a working game when it came out. So I don't know why people are surprised. Well, no, it don't play that brilliantly now. No, it's not the best player. Um, it's just got a lot of good content in it. Yeah, it has. Absolutely. And um, I enjoy it. Um, but like, it, it's just... How have they done that? And not only done it twice, but doubled down. And mm-hmm. done it so much worse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just no excuse for it. And... That's... It's what it, Jack really. said a few weeks ago is uh, they thought they were Rockstar and they're not. Yes. Um, absolutely so yeah we'll see how this develops um the situation is only getting worse obviously there are also other parts of this story where uh cd project red are being um sued by shareholders they're also being investigated by watchdogs in poland um and a whole bunch of other things and it's not going well for them part of me feels sorry for them because there are people and jobs on the line at the end of the day but at the same time and to take jack's line do better I don't think anyone can blame an individual as far as an employee, a, a general game dev or, or, or somebody working on the game as an individual for being their fault. But as a company and as the people in charge there have just, they've got a lot to answer for and they're not answering for it. They're just pretending to. Absolutely. And still try to pin the blame on someone else. Yeah. This has been Press Start, your weekly video game podcast right here on Rabbit Hole Media. Don't forget... If you like what you're doing and what you're doing is watching us, you can follow us on Twitter at rabbithole underscore UK. You can subscribe to us on YouTube where you can see us anytime that you wish. You can follow us on Twitch at rabbithole media and you can subscribe and follow on multiple different podcast services on and around the internet. Indeed. And now you can follow us on Instagram at rabbitholemedia underscore UK for all the behind the scenes tits and bits. If you would like to support us, you can head to merch.rabbitholemedia.co.uk where you can buy a wide range of merchandise that will only get wider. And finally, if you are watching us live on Twitch and are an Amazon Prime member, you get one free Twitch Prime membership a month. Please find it within your hearts to give that free membership to us. It will not cost you a penny, but will go a long way in helping us bring you to shows that you love charlie is there anything else in the world of video games you wanted to bring up this week do you have anything for hard mode or anything like that any waste of time awards um, i mean waste of time awards is most of the news that we've had this week <laughs> um, but... <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> uh, the 80s stuff and the Star Wars Lucasfilm yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the a lot of but I mean more of the delays. Like they could all yeah. be totally avoided. Um, but no, I mean hard mode. I haven't got uh, hard mode yet. This is this has been really good fun being involved. I'm looking forward to what comes next with Rabbit Hole. It's been great. So thank you. I won't time code that. It's not worth it. Um, <laughs> but no, that's good, man. So I've enjoyed having you on. Thank cool. you for joining me this evening. For those watching live, thank you for joining us in the chat. I appreciate it. And for those listening on audio surface or watching on YouTube, don't forget the Press Start posts Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. on YouTube and podcast services, or you can catch it live at 8 p.m. on the Sunday before on Twitch. Also on Twitch this week, coming up on Tuesday, we have our Rabbit Hole Game Night at 8 p.m. where we'll be playing a game, and I don't know what game, I think it's Assassin's Creed, I can't remember. And come Thursday, we'll have our Rabbit Hole Casual Stream, streaming from our sofas, playing whatever game we feel like. This week, it should be Hitman 3, assuming the copy arrives in time. And finally, remember to hit Twitch on Saturday Day at 8 p.m. for Admit One's return. Looking at One Division episode three, Charlie, you'll see his face again. Then, unlikely, I finished it. It won't be Assassin's Creed unless I play Assassin's Creed. Maybe we'll work that out. Admit One on Saturday with with Charlie and Jack. <laughs> Charlie, thank you for watching. No, thank you for joining. <laughs> You're normally watching. Fuck it. <laughs> Until next time. We shall see you then. Yeah.